It's the top of the third with the Evergreens leading 1-0. And there's Kyler Soppy, first pitch ball, second pitch fire, fair ball into the left field corner. Soppy leads off with a long single. Hustling play by the left fielder Ben Deach to make sure that that wasn't a double. So the Evergreens have a leadoff man aboard here in the third inning. And here's Noah Shimleski. So Sapi's been on base both times for the Evergreens. Noah struck out his first time up. Left-handed batter and good speed aboard. And the pitcher Kurth again preoccupied every time there's a runner on base. Noah looks to bunt, pulls back at ball one. Nothing to say he offered at that. Yeah, offered at it. Strike one. Okay. Evergreen's already up two nothing, and thinking about adding more via a sacrifice. Put that runner in scoring position. Pretty good lead at first base for Sapi. Throws over, dives back safely. Noah struck out his first time, so he's 0 for 1. Boy, a loss here gives the Tigers their 21st defeat of the season. Marshfield just graduated a lot of players from last year and hasn't been able to replace them. 1-0 pitch, looking to bunt again, pulls the bat back, throw down to second. It's a stolen base anyway. So now Noah Shimoleski could bunt that runner over to third if that's the way the Evergreens want to play this. Our home plate umpire hustled right down the line in case there was a play at third base. I'd like to see that. That's the right umpiring mechanics. The infield umpire has to judge for a play at second base. If it throws wild into the outfield and you go to third, home plate umpire's got to come up the line to make that call. Pitch here, the bunt is off, and it's a strike. Two balls and one strike here. So they're asking Noah to try and drive the run in. Shivaluski for the year is 2 of 15. He's been platooning at first base with Caton Kretlow. Now the bunt is back on, bunted, foul. Two and two. I mean, I don't know, is there a missed sign in there or not? They took the bunt off for one play, and then it's back on. Yeah, missed sign. We'll never tell. Probably a hitting spot here at two balls and two strikes. There's nobody out and a man on second. Pitch to Noah. He's swinging and drives the ball to shallow left field. You know what? It's going to fall in front of the left fielder. Sapi had to hold up to make sure that that wasn't going to be caught. Instead, Noah's got himself a hit, and the Evergreens have runners at first and third with nobody out. Single puts runners at the corners for number 40, Brock So all three of the Evergreens' hits have come with two strikes. Love to see that. Here's Brock Babish. Brock flied out to center in the first inning, and on that play, Kyler Soppy tagged at second and moved on to third. RBI spot here for Babish. With runners at first and third, the double steal is in play, and the Evergreens love that. So let's see how they play this. 
Braxton Kurth comes set, comes home. That's up high to Babish, ball one. Brock on the season 17 of 55. And again, while Brock's one of the top pitchers on the team, his bat has been so good that the Evergreens have used him in the outfield and as a DH to keep that bat in the lineup. Hits this one here, bounce to the third baseman, throw across the diamond, and out. And the runner does not come home. Soppy took a couple of steps down the line and then retreated. Probably the right call. I think he would have been dead to rights. The Babish ground out still does move the trailing runner from first base to second. Two in scoring position for Mitch Danielski, who singled and brought in a run his last time up. Two in scoring position for Mitch here. His first ball swinging almost hit his third base coach. <laughs> Fouled off for strike one. Danielski hitting safely in his first at-bat is now 13 of 50 for the season. And picked up his fifth RBI back in the two-run first inning. 2-0 Two here, but a chance for more for the Evergreens. Fly ball, foul ground, that's back and out of play. Mitch is down, no balls and two strikes. Preston Miller is on deck. He also hit safely his first time up. Sethergreen's got a couple of chances to drive in some more runs here in the third. There's only one out. No balls, two strikes. Coming home, bounced off the plate to third. Runners coming home, and the throw is over to first base. That's a productive at-bat for Mitch Danielski. Grounds out to the third baseman Cole Halverson, but breaking as soon as that ball was hit, Kyler Soppy comes home. Danielski gets a second run batted in, and the Evergreens trade a run for an out. They now lead 3-0. Here's Preston Miller. Runner at second for Preston. Beg your pardon, runner moved over to third. Outside corner strike. Yeah, Noah Shumaleski knew that he had to move over and moved himself 90 feet closer. One more run out of this sounds just fine. 0-1 pitch. And that's a well-hit ball to left center field. Going back, going back, center field. That ball hung up there, and the center fielder moved over into the gap and made the catch. Karsten Mattis with a nice play to retire Preston Miller. The Evergreens get two more singles and bring in one more run. They left a man at third. Our new scores, we go to the bottom of the third as D.C. Evers 3, Marshfield nothing on 93-9, the game. One run, two hits, no errors, and one left on in the inning. Two up for the Tigers in the bottom half of the third. Pavlovsky, Fries, and Mattis. Bottom of the third, and Wyatt Miles is about uh, back out to work for the Evergreens. I'm Chris Conley. Baseball season seems like it's gone by fast this year, right? 
I mean, the schedule was compacted. I mean, we played a game in the first week in April, and then we're off for two and a half weeks because of bad weather. It took forever to get back on the field. Wyatt Miles has faced just one over the minimum, and the only batter that's reached got on via a throwing error. Wyatt Miles has recorded all six outs so far via strikeout. He'll face 8-9-1 and one in the Tigers' batting order. Here's Mason Pawalski. Leading off for the Tigers, number five, Mason Only left-handed bat in the Marshfield lineup so far. Wyatt Miles comes home. First ball swinging. It's a fly ball to right field. Danielski going back, reaching up, and he's got it. You know, Mitch read that ball right and knew that he had to be moving back as soon as it was off the bat, which made that an easier play. That's a little bit tougher than you might think. He's got to reach up over his shoulder to make a play there, and Mitch Danielski did. There's the first out. Catcher Karsten Freeze to bat now. And the first pitch to him breaks over strike one. I know it's early, we're only here in the bottom of the third, but I dare to talk about a no-hit game, just the way Wyatt Miles is throwing. Evergreens have had two one-hitters. Comes back inside, well that looked like that should have been a strike, judged to be inside, one ball and one strike. Working the inside to a right-handed batter here. Yeah, the two one-hitters have both been thrown by Nate Langman. One of them on Tuesday, foul ground down the right field line, Danielski is looking over, he'll run out of room. Yeah, in the Tuesday game, again, we only played five innings because of the 10-run rule. The Evergreens were 11-1 winners. That was a one-hitter for Nate Langman. Nate Langman also had a one-hitter with a one-hit against Wausau East. Second week of the season. Swing and a miss there, and there's strike three. Now seven strikeouts for Wyatt Miles. Two outs and none on. Karsten Mattis, top of the Marshfield batting order to hit. Yeah, Nate Langbin took a no-hitter into the top of the seventh, and it was broken up by Walsaw East in the top of the seventh with nobody out. Wyatt Miles is pitching more than good enough that that's a possibility in this ballgame. Right there, strike one. Hard cutter that breaks over the outside corner. I mean, as long as he can throw that pitch, a right-handed batter is just not going to be able to put that ball in play. Swing and a miss there. Out in front. No balls, two strikes. Karsten Mattis just kind of grabbed at his bat like he's frustrated. He was out in front of that. No balls, two strikes. Senior coming home. This is popped up. Foul ground over our head and out of play. I don't believe that you jinx the pitcher when you begin talking about a no-hitter. And again, Marshfield's light with their bats. And Wyatt Miles is bringing the good stuff today. Swing and a miss. Going to have to tag the runner there. And Wyatt Miles gets two more strikeouts as we are pitching a shutout through three innings. We're going to go to the top of the fourth. It's D.C. Everest three, Marshfield nothing. On 93-9 the game. Up in the fourth for Everest, Wiseman, Langben, and Cotter.
top of the fourth, it's quick moving because Marshfield's done so little at the plate. Wyatt Miles has faced just one over the minimum. And the Evergreens send Chris Wiesman, Nate Langbin, and Nick Cotter to the plate. Evergreens have four hits, three runs. Marshfield with no runs, no hits. Their only base runner reached on a throwing error in the second. Let's see if Chris Wiesman can get us starting off here. Chris struck out on the slowest pitch that Marshfield pitcher Braxton Kurth has thrown all day. Took a lot off that curveball and dropped it in on Chris Wiesman, who was caught looking. Wiesman for the season is 12 of 53. Got another one of the Evergreens who graduated last night. And here comes Braxton Kurth for his fourth inning of work. First pitch, again, that slow, slow curve, and that stays outside. Yeah, I'd be a little bit afraid of throwing that for a strike because it is so slow that even at the high school level, a batter could adjust to that, send that for a long ride. 1-0 pitch. Fastball, well, that's a little low, but it's called a strike. Chris Wiesman's got his mouth gaping open like a fly could go in there. <laughs> I don't blame him. That was not a strike, but it was called one. One and one. Pitch to Wiesman here. That is outside. Two and one here. Yeah, Wiesman could not believe the pitch that was called a strike. He's ahead in the count, two and one here, and that's outside three balls and one strike. Hey, one. To be honest with you, Wiesman should be down at first base. Kurth has not allowed any walks. He has hit one batter, and that hit batter did come around to score. And this is hit on the ground. Shortstop moving over, dives, but is not going to have a play. Actually, it got past the shortstop, Chase Robinson. Chris Wiesman has himself a single through the left side. Leadoff man to board for the Evergreens. Singles, Here's up Nate, Langbin. Nate Langbin. I thought that Nate had a hit off his bat the last time in a line drive. Ball kind of hung up for the center fielder, Karsten Mattis, to make a play on it. But Nate Langbin, we've seen that later in the season. Nate's been hitting more line drives, but some of them for outs instead of hits. Wiesman at first. Pretty big lead over there and a throw over. He's back safely. And Wiesman has not stolen a lot of bases during his high school career. The Evergreens up by three, looking for more as we play the top of the fourth inning. This pitch is coming home to Langman. He's first ball swinging, popped up. Foul ground over the Evergreens dugout and out of play. Evergreens have stolen three bases on Marshfield's catcher, Karsten Free, so I would not be surprised if Wiesman at some point in this at-bat is going. Again, the Evergreens, you run on the high school catchers until they demonstrate that they can throw you out. 0-1 pitch, long set. Yeah, again, the pitcher now steps off the runner, uh, the, the, uh, the rubber. Nate Langman should have stepped out there. And I'd be talking about this on the Everest bench. There's a man on, and Braxton Kurth is going to hold the set for that long. 
Well, then you disrupt him instead of waiting there. Him runners going, pitches up high, throw down to second. He is out. Well, there you go. The catcher Karsten Freeze has just thrown out his first base runner of the game. And the first out is made while trying to steal second base. Chris Wiesman is erased. And back at home plate, it's one ball and one strike to Nate Langman. Who do the Evergreens pitch on Tuesday against Walsall West? It's going to be senior Brock Babish. Which means that Nate Langbin, if the Evergreens win, would be pitching again Thursday, probably against Eau Claire North. It's up high, two balls and one strike. And North is the number one seed in our sectional and gets a first round bye. So if the Evergreens beat West on Tuesday, then we get a trip to Carson Park on the island in Eau Claire, one of my favorite venues outside corner two and two. I wonder if the Evergreens players know they got the statue of Hank Aaron. Hank Aaron played his minor league baseball in Eau Claire. You're supposed to rub Hank Aaron's head for good luck. I don't think a lot of players know that. It's just outside three and two. Come into the ballpark, give Hammer and Hank a, a, a little bronze rub right there on the dome. Then go in and get yourself a couple of hits. Yeah, Carson Park in Eau Claire is one of the great venues in Wisconsin. This is a ball hit to center field. It's sinking and it's down for a hit in front of center fielder Karsten Mattis. Nate Langbin, who hit one hard the first time and was not rewarded, makes contact the second time and he's on first base. Here's Nick Cotter. There was some confusion about Nick Cotter's catcher's gear before the game began. I think that Nick seven, accidentally Nick had his younger brother, Andrew, who catches for the JV. I think he had Andrew's stuff, and Andrew didn't have any equipment. There was some kind of confusion about that. Someone brought something over from the minor league field. Nick Cotter struck out his first time and took a hard foul ball, bounced up off the plate and hit him in the hip. Up high, ball one. It's one out and a man on first. Cotter has not hit much this season, but he's been a really solid defensive catcher for the Evergreens. So, but he's still earned his playing time. Evergreens are not deep at catcher. Coming home here, that's hit towards the middle. Shortstop has it, flips to second one, on to first, double play. Nick Cotter into a 6-4-3 inning-ending double play, and the Evergreens do not score in their half of the fourth. Going to the bottom of the fourth, and it's D.C. Evers 3, Marshfield nothing on 93-9 the game. No errors, and nobody left on. Do up for the Tigers in the bottom half of the fourth, our post, Deach and Lindemann. Marshfield has two, three, and four in their batting order coming up here in the bottom of the fourth. The Evergreens have a three-nothing lead. Wyatt Miles has struck out seven, no walks, and has not surrendered a hit yet. So on a cold day, Wyatt Miles is keeping things heated up. You know, Wyatt's got all the family over 
but team mom Meg Miles is not here, so she's going to have to listen to all of this on the podcast. Hello, Mrs. Miles. Thanks for all the hot dogs and hamburgers over the course of the season. So this pitching performance is well on its way to becoming a podcast classic in the Miles household. Warm-up tosses are complete. Wyatt Post, a strikeout victim, his first time up, ready to hit here. Yeah, the Tigers have put only two balls in play so far against Wyatt Miles. An error on a slow ground at a third and a fly out to center field. Wyatt Post DHing for the pitcher starts him off outside with the breaking ball, ball one. That breaking ball, that, that hard cutter, has a lot of movement on it today. This is hit off the plate, foul, one and one. I was talking with one of the Marshfield parents. Marshfield does not have a little league this year in town. And you know, if you can't develop players from the youngest level, grade school, early middle school, boy, that, that just puts things behind. Bounced off the plate, third base side, foul, one ball and two strikes. I mean, Marshfield's a city, what, there's at least 15,000 people who live in Marshfield. They don't have Little League Baseball? What's going on with that? Mm. Wyatt Miles ahead in the count here, 1-2. Coming home to Wyatt Post, just fouled off. Wyatt to Wyatt. Yeah, I mean, I, I find that hard to believe. How are the kids going to learn the game if they're not playing it at that lower level? Again, one ball, two strikes, swing and a miss. Held on by catcher Nick Cotter. And that's the eighth strikeout for Wyatt Miles. Ben Deach to hit now with one out, nobody on. You know, I didn't play competitive baseball when I was in high school. But I have good Little League memories. Yeah, I had a lot of good times in Little League. And then later in high school and college, I would umpire Little League games. Off the end of the bat and foul up the first base side. I've told some of my Little League umpiring stories. Again, when I was working in New Hampshire, it was my first radio job out of college. And the Little League park was right behind the apartment that I rented. So I volunteered to umpire, and I was also the emergency umpire. I mean, I lived right across the street, swing and a miss, no balls, two strikes. So I got called up on short notice. In fact, sometimes someone would just run over from the field and knock on my front door. Say, hey, one of the umpires hasn't shown up. We need you. It was a lot of fun. Summers in New Hampshire were great. Outside, one ball and two strikes. Now, our little league provided one of the umpiring crews for the state tournament in New Hampshire. And there was one year that our umpiring <clears throat> all-star crew swing and a miss. Strike three, another strikeout for Wyatt Miles, nine. Ben Dietschy is back to the bench for his second for the second out. And here's Ryan Lindemann. With two outs, in fact, our umpiring crew, which I was a part of, was going to work the state championship game in New Hampshire. I was excited about that. And instead, our Little League team from Laconia, New Hampshire, down low, ball one, made it to the state finals. And the rules are that an umpiring team from Laconia 
could not umpire a game if Laconia was playing for the championship. So one of the other umpiring crews worked that game. This ball is hit to left center field, sinking, coming in, catching is Brock Babish. The no-hitter is still intact. Brock Babish reached down below his waist and made a play on that ball. And Wyatt Miles, waiting at the mound, says, thank you very much. Four innings complete, D.C. Everest three, Marshfield nothing, on 93-9 the game. One, two, three inning for the Tigers in the fourth. After four complete, score is three nothing in favor of Everest. Due up for Everest are Miles, Sapi, and Maluski. It's the top of the fifth, 9-1-2 and two for the Evergreens ready to go and another inning of work for Braxton Kurth. Kurth has given up three runs, six hits, and all of the runs the Evergreens have scored are earned. Wyatt Miles flied out to right his first time up. I don't know, because it's the last game of the regular season. I'd like Wyatt to be able to talk about everything, talk about his pitching and talk about his hitting too. So let's see what Wyatt can do to start off the fifth inning. Evergreen's got two runs in the first. Went up three up, three down in the second. Managed to put together two hits and got another run in the third. The Evergreens had two hits in the fourth but did not score. Part of that inning was shaped when Chris Wiesman, who had a leadoff single, was thrown out trying to steal second. This is Chris Conley, voice of the Evergreens. Glad that you're with us for Everest Baseball today from Marshfield. We're over at the synthetic 15, field, over at Safford Field. Here's Wyatt Miles ready to go against Braxton Kurth. First pitch to him, high curve, drops in for a strike. Yeah, we are, we're scheduled to be at Hackman Field, all grass. Too much rain there. Fastball is outside, one ball and one strike. Yeah, Hackman Field is kind of below where the public utility garage is. I get the feeling that Hackman Field doesn't drain very well. This ball is smacked to right field. Wyatt Miles has himself a hit, too. So Wyatt's a little bit of everything today. Pitching one of the best games of his high school career and leads off the fifth inning with a single. Courtesy runner out. This is Elijah Schmidt for the Evergreens to courtesy run. So Wyatt will not get to brag about stolen bases. <laughs> there are limits to everything. Kyler Soppy's been on base both times, was hit by a pitch, ouch, and then singled down the left field line. Soppy scored two of the Evergreens' three runs. Soppy is looking over at third base coach Dave Langman. And Soppy's got the highest average on the team. Will he be asked to sacrifice, or is he looking to swing away here? Soppy's a gamer. You let him hit in this spot. Yes, sir. First ball swing. It's a fly ball. Carrying to center field. Center fielder's going back. It's over his head, and it's up against the wall. Extra bases for Soppy. He'll go into second. Evergreen's trying to score the run. Play at the plate safe. Soppy takes third, and he's in there, too. Soppy gets a double over the center fielder's head, 4-0 Evergreens, and on the throw moves into third base. So Kyler Soppy, for a large part of the season, was hitting above 400. Cooled off a little last weekend, 
Yeah, the Evergreens had some tough opponents. Smash, double header against Appleton North, and Soppy is heating up again. Four nothing Evergreens. None out, man on third for Noah Shimaleski. Noah struck out and singled his last time. Evergreens could be looking for more in this spot. First pitch to Noah. Marshfield, you know, on the synthetic, you're hesitant to play the infield in because the ball gets out to the infielders so much faster. Marshfield is playing back here. They're trailing 4 nothing. They'd give up a run on contact to the infield. 1-0 pitch bounced off the plate foul. You know, Noah's got to recognize this, that you're playing for any kind of contact here. I mean, if you roll it out to the shortstop or second baseman, Marshfield's giving you a run in this spot. A ball and a strike. That's outside. Two balls and one strike. Yeah, just put the bat on the ball. Get yourself an RBI and stretch this lead out a little bit more. 2-1 pitch. Down low. Three balls and one strike. And Sapi on third. Noah doesn't want to walk here. Noah wants to hit. 3-1. And that's a strike high at the letters. Count goes full. Still nobody out. Run in. Man on third. Noah Shumaleski up here. And Brock Babish in the on-deck circle. Hits that ball. It's down the left field line. That's fair. A RBI. Took the count full. And Noah's going to try and stretch this out to a double. And he's in there. RBI double, and the first three batters to come up here in the fifth inning have all reached for the Evergreens. It's 5-0. And Brock Babish will take his turn. The run scores on the air, bringing up number 40, Brock Babish. Brock. You know, that's funny. Marshfield, they're assessing that as a hit. And then an error on the bobbled ball in the outfield. Would not have, it would be an RBI regardless. It is 5-0 now. Right, so we'll correct our scorecard and reach for the whiteout in just a moment. Brock Babish, first ball swinging, bounce to the shortstop. Throw across the diamond, got him. Brock Babish is out. Mitch Danielski to hit. Two more in, just one down. Babish grounds out to third, bringing up number 25, Mitch. And you know what? Brock Babish, as he was running out to first base, he tripped over the base and has not gotten up yet. Mm. Brock Babish is on the ground. He's on, his, uh, he's on his posterior here, and Coach Dave Langbin's coming over to take a look at him. Mm. Again, Brock Babish is the Evergreens pitcher in the playoff game on Tuesday. And on what looked like a routine ground out, I mean, Brock was running it through first base and now is going to be helped up. Let's see how Brock is walking off the field. He is walking off the field uh, gingerly. Okay. In a 5 nothing game. You hate to see someone who you're still hoping to accomplish more this season injured. So we'll see if Brock Babish comes out to play the field or not. 
Mitch Danielski is ready to hit. There's one out. There's a man on second base. Five nothing Evergreens. Mitch is one for two today. Braxton Kurth is coming home. Curve, strike one. Yeah, that's the midnight to six curve that Braxton Kerr throws very, very slowly, but it starts way up high and breaks way down low. Just the problem is it is a super, super slow pitch. Makes the fastball look faster. That was not a strike. That's down below the knees, but it's called strike two. All right, so Mitch Danielski's got to shorten up and make contact here. See if he can fight through at 0-2. There's the curve again. That stays outside, though, a ball and two strikes. Just one out, so the Evergreens are thinking more runs for the man in scoring position. Kurth comes home one steps off, spins back towards the runner. Preston Miller's on deck for the Evergreens. And Mitch Danielski's waiting on a 1-2 pitch. Coming home, and that's hit up the middle, and it's a single in the center field. The Evergreens are going to try and bring another run in. Throw to the cutoff man is cut off, and there's an RBI. That's the second time Danielski's delivered a hit with two strikes on him in the game. Mitch Danielski brings in the sixth run for the Evergreens. Here's Preston Miller. Two RBI game for Mitch Danielski. Preston Miller with one out, man on first. First ball swinging, it's a fly ball to center field. Center fielder is back, reaching up, makes the catch. Karsten Mattis has retired Preston Miller for the second out. Here's Chris Wiesman. Miller flies out to left center, bringing two down now. Evergreens have just steadily built this lead. Two runs in the first, another one in the third, and three more have come in here in the fifth. Wiesman is singled and struck out. Throw over to first. Runners back. Tigers have somebody throwing in their bullpen, too. Braxton Kurth's pitch count may be high enough that this could be his last inning of work. First pitch here to Wiesman after a long set. Coming home at the knees for a strike. Evergreens with three more hits in this fifth inning. Evergreens have, what, eight hits in the ballgame. So bats are heating up. Evergreens looking for a three-win streak going into the playoffs. Bouncing ball to third. Third baseman's got it and throws across the diamond. Pulled him off the bag. Everybody's safe. Throwing error on the third baseman, Cole Halverson. Second error of the inning. 
should have brought the inning to a close, and instead Nate Langbin will get to hit. Two hops to the third baseman, and Cole Halverson had a lot of time. Just his throw was wide of the bag and pulled Ryan Lindemann off. Now batting number 33, Nate Langbin. First and third for Nate Langbin. Nate also has a hit. It's like everybody for the Evergreens has hit today. And Nate Langbin has fouled that off his foot. Strike one. Nate's hopping around. Nate is the eighth Evergreen to bat in this three-run fifth inning. Again, our home plate umpire clears the rubber pellets off home plate to give Nate Langbin a little more time on this synthetic field. There's never any dirt on home plate here in Marshfield. No balls, one strike. Umpires are paid by the game, not the hours. Here we go. Oh, one pitch now. Again, holding that set for an eternity. And Nate Langman's not going to step out either. Now he, now he does. That's right. That's what Nate's got to do. If the pitcher's going to wait that long, get him off his game instead of just sitting in there and starting to tense up in the right side batter's box. Evergreens really didn't tip if there's going to be a double steal in this spot. Get up 6 nothing. You can be aggressive if you want to be. And the runner is going. It's inside. There'll be no throw down. You know what? For all the time that Braxton Kurth takes, he didn't check the runner at first base that time. And Chris Wiesman steals second. A hit to the outfield could bring in two more Evergreens. 0-2 pitch. Curve. And it's popped up foul and out of play. Again, there's that big breaking but slow curve. And Nate Langman's one of the few people who's made contact with it today. Oh, he fouls it off. Pitcher's still ahead 0-2. Two more in scoring position that Nate Langman's trying to bring in. Kurth stepped off the rubber after he had his sign and now toes the slab again. Coming home at no balls and two strikes. That's fouled off. Catcher couldn't hold it. Hit off the catcher's chest protector, then came up, got him in the face gear. 0-2. One of the things I talked earlier about my Little League umpiring days, even at the low levels of baseball, when you're working home plate, you've got to keep your head towards the pitcher or else one of those foul balls will come and hit you in the ear. If you see one of those foul balls and you turn your head, you'll either take your face mask right off. It's a bouncing ball that's stopped by the catcher, Karsten Freeze. Pitch was well low. Got to discipline yourself with your catcher or a home plate umpire. Eyes straight all the time because that's where all of your protection is on foul balls that come back. 1-2 pitch. And that's outside. 2-2. Two two. Nick Cotter's waiting on deck. I mean, the game may already be out of reach here at 6 nothing. A hit here just feels like it could be lights out, a big haymaker. And there's the slow curve at its way outside, and Langman doesn't bite, and the count goes full. I mean, if the Tigers are going to have any chance here, Braxton Kurth has got to get an out without these two runs coming in. 
payoff pitch coming called strike three, and Nate Langman is out. That brings the inning to a close. Four hits, three runs, and the Evergreens benefit from two Marshfield errors. Our new scores, we go to the bottom of the fifth. It's D.C. Everest six, Marshfield nothing on 93-9 the game. Three runs on three hits, two errors, and two left on in the inning. Due up in the bottom half of the fifth are Ellison, Robinson, and Zeps. Going to the bottom of the fifth, Wyatt Miles still has his no-hitter intact, and he'll face five, six, and seven in the Marshfield batting order. Sad to tell you that the Evergreens have a new left fielder, Brock Babish, who tumbled over first base running out a ground ball. They're icing down Brock's ankle right now, and Hayden Davidowski comes in for the Evergreens. Hayden Davidowski now playing the outfield for the Evergreens in what had been Brock Babish's spot. I don't know, the Miles family over there is not superstitious, are they? Of course not. This is all about skill. This is not about luck or anything like that. Why it's been, been going through this like a hot knife through butter. Here's Cole Halverson. He's the only base runner for the Tigers. Reached on there. Bounce to third. Nate Langman's got it. Spins and throws and throws wildly again. Nate Langman did a big twirl and then threw wildly to first base. Cole Halverson chugs into second on a throwing error. Second error, both on Nate Langman, the Evergreen's third baseman. This is a leadoff man aboard. Here's Chase Robinson, who struck out his first time up. You know what? I think in some ways it's better for Wyatt with the runner at second because he'll use the full windup here. Wyatt Miles has not pitched at all in this game with a runner at first where you have to slide step when you deliver towards home. Strike on the outside corner. There's the breaking ball that's been a strike all day when Wyatt's thrown it there on the outside black. Chase Robinson struck out looking at that very pitch the last time up. This is only Wyatt's second time through the Marshfield order. Cutter again, way out in front, no balls and two strikes. If anything, you know, Wyatt's got such a bulldog mentality in this game, he may be tightening up a little bit with the runner out at second base there. 0-2 pitch. Coming home, swing and a miss. Catcher's going to have to throw down to first base on the drop strike. Runner does not advance, and there's the first out. Wyatt Miles has retired Chase Robinson. 11 strikeouts for Wyatt Miles against no walks and no hits. Isaac Zepps struck out his last time up. It's a man at second via the throwing error, and there's one out. Evergreen's up 6 nothing. 
Swing and a miss there. Cutter and Wyatt kind of changed his release point there. It was down around his shoulder. Wyatt does that sometimes. Really the first time that we've seen that in this game. I mean, with the Evergreens building this big lead, I mean, really the only tension is how far or how deep or what does Wyatt Miles accomplish while he's pitching. Curve there, bounced off the plate and foul. No balls and two strikes. I mean, there's no possibility of bunts or sacrifices here. You're down 6 nothing, so Marshfield's got to get more base runners. Can't give up outs. Playing the bottom of the fifth. Pitcher's spot here, no balls, two strikes coming off and looking that runner back. I don't know, if I could whisper in Wyatt's ear, I'd tell him not to worry about that runner at second base. Up 0-2, get the out that's standing right in front of you at home plate. Again, with the strikeout, that runner's not going anywhere. Off the fist, fly ball in foul territory. Noah Shimoleski's got it, and there's the second out. Mason Pawlowski. pops out to first, bringing up number five, Mason Pawlowski. Mason flied out to center field. Two outs now. That runner's still stuck at third base. Hasn't moved an inch since the throwing error. Coming home here, breaking ball breaks in. Yeah, the lefty's not going to do anything with that pitch either. Looks like it's coming at the lefty's hip and then breaks over the plate. A one. Yeah, if anything, I think Wyatt's felt the pressure and has responded to it with that runner in scoring position. Fastball there, right at the knees, strike two. So after a leadoff two-base error, Wyatt Miles looks to slam the door shut in this spot. He's up 0-2. Holds his set, big leg kick home, just missed. Broke out of the strike zone, a ball and two strikes. You know, I think with, only, with the exception of just one batter, Wyatt Miles has been ahead in the count of every batter that he's faced. One-two pitch here. Coming home, that's high and away, two balls and two strikes. Marshfield has had only two base runners. Same guy, Cole Halverson. Bounced to third and got to second on a throwing error. And then here in this fifth inning, let off the inning, bouncing to third and getting to second base on a throwing error. Two balls and two strikes with two outs here. Coming home, curve, swing, and a miss. Going to have to throw down to first, and it's completed. Wyatt Miles has 12 strikeouts and strands that runner at second base. Wyatt Miles, six outs away from a high school no-hitter. We're going to go to the top of the sixth. That's D.C. Evers, six. Marshfield, nothing on 93-9, the game. No runs, no hits, one error, and one left on for the Tigers after five complete score is 6 nothing in favor of Everest. Due up for the Evergreens, Cotter, Miles, and Sapia. 